Everybody read chapter 25, verses 1 to 4. There is a dispute between men, and they come to court that the judges may judge them, and they justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. Then it shall be, if the wicked man deserves to be beaten, that the judge will cause him to lie down and be beaten in his presence, according to his guilt, with a certain number of blows. Forty blows he may give him, and no more, lest he should exceed this, and beat him with many blows above these, and your brother be humiliated in your sight. You shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Wow. There are rights the criminal has. <laughs> you know, first of all, to a fair trial, in verse uh, 1, and then if the wicked man deserves to be beaten, there must be proper supervision. He's to be beaten in the judge's presence. He's to be beaten proportionately to his guilt. And there's a limit. No more than 40 stripes. He's a criminal. He's done wrong things. He's being beaten as a punishment for his sin. And still, there is a deep concern not to punish him excessively, irresponsibly. You know, of all the people, we'd say, well, that... I mean, okay, the widows and the orphans, really, in many ways, that's not their fault. You know, you feel for them. But the criminal, he didn't have to do those crimes. And you'd almost feel like any punishment's okay. You know, that's not what he says. And more than that, verse 4, the animal. You could make your ox work, but don't abuse him. He has to be able to eat while he's threshing the grain. You can't muzzle him. You know, the oxen would, would trample the grain, separating out the, the heavy kernels from the, the straw. Then, in a breeze, they'd throw it up in the air, the straw would be blown away, and the kernels would come back down, and that'd be the way they'd thresh the wheat. Uh, so that was a way of working the oxen, working the animal. But you have to take care of your animal when you work it. Of course, Paul used that principle in 1 Corinthians 9, say if it applied to animal, how, how animals, how much more it pl- applies to uh, evangelists and those who, who, who preach the gospel, they should live of the gospel. But it's interesting that God would even be concerned about oxen. You know, we've looked at a variety of individuals that are supposed to be taken care of properly and so forth. But you wouldn't think that would apply perhaps to the oxen. And, and I think the, the, the point is, God is concerned with justice and fairness in the case of human beings, with the fact that they're made in the image of God, so we have to, to love and care for and be compassionate and merciful. We have to remember where we've come from. We have to remember all the love and mercy we've received. So I just think this is a really great section and really makes us think about a whole lot of things. And we need to just uh, you know meditate on these things and seek to apply them. Thoughts and comments? Sean? The man in 1 Corinthians was wrong, he was in sin, he was to be rebuked and withdrawn from. But enough was enough once he repented. Amen. Great lesson. Yes. yes. I just think it's interesting as I was listening to you talk and going through these chapters and then coming upon uh, chapter 24 and 18 and chapter four, uh, 24 and uh, 22 just kind of where you left off there that there's this attitude of remembrance. The land of plenty, when you think about us as we deal with each other, when we are brought to our knees when we lose everything and, and we're in want, we're the most humble people that are around. 
we have plenty, it's then that we start to abuse each other. And, you know, you think about the ops and all these other things. When we're, when we're, and that's what we're dealing with. That's why he's giving you <coughs> You remember where we came from. You didn't have anything. I brought you up. We have all this. Enough that you can lend to your brother. When you lend to him, remember that. Remember you had nothing. Everything you have is from God. And so deal with each other in a righteous manner. And I think the other point that we're throwing attitudes that we need to understand from here is the constant thanksgiving of being thankful people. And I'll tell you, when we're thankful people, when my brother's in want, I give to him. I don't care if I get back and back anything in return. Even if it's not my brother, somebody else, if I've got thankfulness in my heart, I'm going to give, and I'm not, I'm not going to worry about if I get anything back. Amen. Amen. Important. Other thoughts? Yeah, Alex. In, uh, in verse 3, that criminal is called their brother. Yes. <laughs> that uh, puts things into perspective quite a bit. People are people, no matter what they've done. Yes. Right. You know, we're on we're on this side of you know this law now. We've been getting you know getting all of this, and then we have the you know fortunate circumstance of being able to read all their history, and then you know the marriage issue was big in God's eyes. That you know he, they, they took their hearts away, and one of the strongest things that God condemned them for uh, in going into captivity was this idea of you know how they treated the poor. And, and that was always an issue with Amos and Isaiah and his prophets yes, and Jeremiah. He kept bringing this up. And then so they go into these great judgments of captivity. And then we see on the other side of it, in the, in the days of Ezra, you know, they still were not treating the poor right. And, and the Levites, you know, in, in the restoration process, the Levites, the priests weren't even taking care of the temple. They were out working somewhere else. They said, no, no, you, you still don't have this issue right now. You know, I, I can't even function the way I need to function because this isn't right. And, and then and the point is we see it here, unless you forget, that's what he's reminding them, you know, where they were. Even after two great judgments of captivity and losing everything that they had and finally bringing them back, they still they still don't have it right. That came to the point Jesus day of devouring <laughs> the widows' houses. Good point. And, you know, and just on this idea of, you know, we talked about punishment earlier. You know, Jeremiah made it clear that captivity is for both the good and the evil. Because God's purpose of that captivity, even for the righteous people, was to cleanse out the, the evil right. that they had. So right. we, sometimes we don't see it in a, in, a, in a righteous, you know, we think, well, why us? Well, because God has a purpose for it. That's why us. And, and we, we have to endure that and be faithful to Him so, so that His will is carried out. Amen. Good point. Other thoughts? Do you even have a problem among Christians where widows were going to help you for a time? Yes. Yeah, good point, Max. Right, very good. It's been a really good day. Uh, my voice.